Welcome to CCO Podcast, calling college students to serve Jesus Christ with their entire lives. Thank you, first, for pulling up. Uh, I, I am surprised that all of you didn't ditch the workshops. Like, I, I don't, you're not conferencing right, okay? Like, you're not at school. You don't have to be, you don't have to be here. You can, it's a great city out there. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, um, but rad. Um, I heard the food lines were long, right? So uh, at about 1.55, I was like, no one's coming. No one's, no one's coming. And I was like, oh, it's just food lines. But I've experienced that before. I've been a touring artist for a long time. I've, been, I've done shows where my team was more than the crowd. Right? <laughs> We've been there. Uh, it's not always arenas. Um, Y'all good, though? You guys have had a good weekend so far, right? Everybody everybody good? Um, How many of y'all still in college? Okay. First year? Any first years? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I like the first years. It's just like, like a few months ago, you had to ask to go to the bathroom. Is that crazy, right? (laughs) You had to ask. Isn't that crazy? You had to ask, right? And then... And they wanted you to decide what you was going to do for the rest of your life. I'm supposed to know what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. You will not let me go to the bathroom without permission. How am I supposed to know? I can't even decide when I can go to the bathroom. How am I supposed to decide what I'm going to do forever? Right? Second years? Word. Are this your, is this your second first year? Or like, let's keep it real. I respect that because if this is your second first year, it's probably because you got a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't be taking 21 units. You crazy? Right? 21 units. That means your mama rich. If you take it 21 units, your mama got money because you don't need to work, apparently. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just, look, I'm from the city. I, my parents did not have money. I had three jobs in college. Uh, anyway. Um, third years? Any third years? Word. Uh... Any seniors or super seniors? Word, I respect you super seniors. I respect it. Because that means at some point either you're working or you decided maybe this isn't what I'm doing, what I want to do. And you pivoted. It's brave. It's a very brave thing to pivot, right? People get, the older you get, the more scared people get to pivot, you know? So it's cool to pivot. It's cool to be like, this ain't working. Like, that's it. That's okay. I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you, but it's okay if what you signed up for, because when you made the decision of what you was going to do forever, you still weren't allowed to go to the bathroom by yourself. Now you could go to the bathroom by yourself and you realize I actually don't like this major someone chose for me. Pivot. Okay, that's rad. So full respect to my super seniors. Right. Um, Good. Now, if you super, super seniors, I don't know what's wrong with you. You need to get your stuff together. Stop being so lazy. You wasting money. OK. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so my name is Propaganda. I'm from South Central Los Angeles um, and in and around California, the L.A. area. I've been there for most of my life. Uh, I spent six months in Portland. When we were starting a label called uh, Humble Beast. And then I left Portland because I got married. I fell in love. And then. She was living in Oakland at the time, so we lived in Oakland for a little bit, and then we were both like, uh, we're from L.A., and they just kind of was like, we need to go back to L.A., uh, so we went back, and um, I've been doing music, poetry, and speaking essentially that whole time, right? Um, I went to school for illustration and intercultural studies, then I did a master's in, in uh, education and history, and then a teacher could I taught for six years, taught ninth graders um and uh and then california almost went bankrupt and i just kind of realized that like hey this this plan b job that's supposed to be secure is number one plan b and number two it's not secure right because <laughs> they running out of money and i mean how good will plan a ever be if you spend your time on plan b all the time right so at some point, I was like, if you, if plan A is never going to work. You never work it, right? So 
I just went to plan A and I gave plan A a year and 11 years later, I'm still doing plan A. Um, so that was rad. Um, don't clap at that. <laughs> Thank you, though. It's just work. Um, so I want to talk to you all about uh, origin stories and telling stories. Um, I don't know how many of y'all are getting into any of y'all getting into creative fields in any way, uh, kind of, sort of. Um, so I'm not spe- I just want you to know I'm not specifically talking to y'all. It's not specifically about in particular creatives, you know, but I do think not in a very like flowery, like sort of like head in the clouds, kind of gungery way. I do think we all in whatever world you exist in, there is an element of creativity that you can bring to that that um, I think can be glorious and, and helpful. Y'all with it? So uh, I'm a three with a two wing, the most Christian possible. That is the most Christian, like, you know, we the only people that talk about that stuff, right? I want y'all to know that you in a subculture, no one else talks about this, okay? So just be self-aware, okay? No one else talks about this, all right? Uh, But because of that, uh, it has served me in a lot of ways to understand when I did figure out what that was, I I realized once I learned what that was, that... I was the most unhealthiest version of a three, right? I was like, oh, oh, I'm a three. Oh, crap. I'm a super unhealthy three, you know what I'm saying? So I started like, so what that helped me do was like figure out and learn some of some practices, some like some things, some, some habits I can bring into my life to be a little more healthy in the way that not only I, I, my core functions are, but like how I see the world. And it brought into a lot of my spiritual practices too, the type of, sort of praying and, and reading I should do, um, the way I should think about things. And uh, that, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, resurrected a lot of the stuff that my formal theological training kind of squashed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and um, some of that stuff kind of, like, came back to life. So I kind of want to talk about some of that. So one of, the, one of the main things is people like me need hobbies, but hobbies that you can afford to suck at. Right. That's not going to like take food out of my children's mouth because I got this hobby. You know what I'm saying? But also something that I can't be like better than everybody else in, because that's the thing about a three. I need to be better than you. In anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you need to have stuff you can afford to suck at. Right. And so I got interested in a lot of things. One of the things was cocktail making. Don't judge me. I don't care. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Anyway, um, grown man. Uh, one of those things was that. Another thing was I just started learning stuff that is just completely out of my field. One of those things was like quantum physics. Right. Like like. So I got super nerded out about the multiverse. Dead serious. Dead serious. I got into the multiverse. Any of y'all watch OA? Did y'all see OA? <laughs> You see Man in the High Castle? Y'all see that? As you know, I'm a history major. So, like, of course I saw Man in the High Castle, right? Uh, so, uh, it's this, you know what I say when I say multiverse? Y'all know what I mean when I say that? So, look. So, check this out. I got, I got, I got hooked, like, like nine-hour, like, but, like, so I did, like, the funny, like, you know, the, like, the super mystic kind of, like, you know, astral projection stuff. I was like, okay, that's cool, but, like, what do, like, what do like actual scientists say about this? So like I found these like lectures from like Oxford, right? He's like Cambridge, Oxford, like quantum mechanics, like brilliant dudes, right? So I, I, I found these, I found these lectures. I spent like a good, it was like, it was on, it was, there was some podcasts. They like put a podcast thing. Like I'm saying like nine hours, like nine hours. That's what your rapper friend does. Like <laughs> listen to lectures about quantum mechanics and dark matter. Okay. Um, because I can afford to suck at it, right? Like, I don't really have to know this stuff, right? So it's, it's, it's life-giving for me. Anyway, um, so having said all that, one day, so my wife was doing this, like, this, like, women's group, right, uh, sort of redeeming her, like, her, like, relationship with girls. You know how, like, at some point every girl says she don't like girls, you know what I'm saying, Right? It's ridiculous, okay? It's not true, okay? You're just unhealthy, right? So, so she just, I'm just, I'm repeating what my, what my wife taught me. She was like, no, I realized it was, it was not that I don't like girls. I just, 
I don't like me. I don't trust me. And I just see that in her. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, I need to redeem that. So she started having these like women's groups at our house on Sunday nights. Right. Which meant that it was my job to get everybody's homework done, get the house clean, get the babies to bed. Right. And make sure the door was shut. So I don't hear none of their business. It's a whole bunch of women in my house that are talking about things that I don't need to know about them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just as a side note to that. Let me tell you this one story. y'all. Can I keep it real with y'all? OK, look. OK, look. OK, look, I got a I got a 14 year old and I got a four year old. The 14 year olds from a previous relationship from my, on my wife's side. So that's low key my step. I've known her since she was three. but That's like my stepdaughter. Right. So she's 14 now. And it was this day, one day when my wife and all her homies was over the house. This was a few years ago. And they were talking about. Their womanlies. And like giving each other like schooling my little daughter on like little things about, you know, when you get cramps, yada, yada, this is what I do, this, this. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I have nothing to add to this. I only have daughters. Our cat's a girl. Right. So I'm like, so I'm like, OK, I'm. I just went to my daughter's. I went to my baby daughter's room and I was just like, I'm just going to watch some like narcos or something like I just don't need to be a part of this. It's not that like I'm grossed out or nothing like this. Not that I'm like, look, this is sacred. That stuff about I don't look. That's your that's my wife's co-worker. She's super cool. I just don't need to know this about her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not I just don't need to know that. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to pull out. over. I'm just going to pull over. here. So all that to say, there are times that I just feel like as look, we've been married for 10 years. There's just some stuff I just don't need to know. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just don't need to know that. Now, I got corrected (laughs) by my wife (laughs) about me exiting that conversation. But that kind of took a little more communication because I was like, I'm doing this as as a way to honor y'all. She thought I was like, oh, I'm too good for this. This is gross. I want to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well. I mean, I think any bodily fluid is kind of gross, <laughs> but uh, I think anything that goes in that happens in the bathroom should stay there. You know what I'm saying? Like anything. You know? uh, so, yeah, but I understand. I get it. It's beautiful. Like, I get it. That's why I have kids. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I just feel like I don't have nothing to say. I just have nothing to add. So we just had a cool moment. Anyway, so my wife is having this like women's group where they're just like just totally bonding and just becoming womanists. And it's amazing. Right. And I'm just in the I'm just in the room. So then at some point I start dozing off and I was like, all right, it's whatever. So I like kind of turn the TV off and I roll over. Right. And the way that my house is set up, like my door, the door to our bedroom it like leads like right into the living room. So so I'm dozing off. I'm kind of my back's to the door and I uh, hear my wife go, all right, girl, we'll see you later. Right. So door shuts and I hear the, the footsteps. And, you know, like, you know, I mean, I feel like you're not family if you can't tell which person that is by the footsteps. You understand what I'm saying? So I was like, that's not my daughter. That's my wife. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, they must be done. So she comes in. My eyes are closed, like my back's to the thing. And I'm like, OK, she's coming in. Do, 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 opens the door, um, kind of like, you know, puts on her like PJs, whatever, gets in the bed, rolls over, kisses me on my cheek. Right. And now I live in I live in East L.A. Right. So I don't know if you are familiar with, with East Los, but like East Los is still pretty active, like like gang wise, like it's still pretty active. It's a Latino neighborhood, but it's still pretty active. So every once in a while you'll hear a pop, pop, pop. Now that might be, again, it's Latino, so it might be fireworks, right? But it also <laughs> might be shoot because there's fireworks are all year, right? So, or it might be shooting. So, so, it's not, so it's not normal to hear like a pop from outside, right? Or it's pretty normal to hear a pop from outside. So she kisses me, I hear a pop, and I was just like, oh, here they go again. So I woke up, lights off, no one's in the room, She's still out there having the meeting. I go multiverse, right? Just freak out. Like, what? Then I go, dude, dude. If she comes in here and kisses my cheek later on, I'm going to run around this house. (laughs) So I start dozing off again. Y'all, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I hear... Hey, girl. All right, girl. See you later. Boom. 
step, step, step. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my God. I'm laying in the bed like, this be- it better not, it better not happen, right? Opens the door, changes her clothes, sits down, rolls over, kisses me on my cheek. Our eyes pop open and I go, multiverse. I just screamed at her. She was like, what? I was like, yo, I'll tell you in the morning. I'll tell you in the morning, right? So I have no explanation for that. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but let me tell you what I learned from quantum physics, okay? I'm just going to try to boil down. I don't know. Are any of y'all science, any of y'all physics majors? Any of y'all understand photons and you understand what I'm talking about? Like, you know, the, the little test that like, you know, he know what I'm talking about. He know what I'm talking about. So look, there was this, I mean, physics, physics been in crisis since the 20s, right? They got stuff they still can't explain, right? So what the issue is, you do these tests with these electrons and these photons. You can correct me if I'm saying this wrong, right? So you shoot it through, the, through this like measurement thingy and they're trying to figure out an equation as to figure out the probability as to which way this photon's gonna go. It's gonna go either A or gonna go B. And if we do it enough times, we can figure out and maybe set up an equation to predict which way this thing's gonna go to just try to understand photons because that was a photon. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So we're just trying to understand them, right? It's a light. It's the it's light. Photon is light. Anyway, um, so uh, but we're like, what? Like, how do how does it go? I did the same thing with the electrons. And here's what the results were. The results were, the photon goes to A and B at the same time. The same photon. Follow me. The same photon is in two different places. They was like, uh, did the photon split in half? Literally impossible. Can't split a photon. Same, right? They were like, is it just happening real fast? And it's over there and it's over there. No. So they did the math. They were like, maybe let's run the math again. So they ran the math. They're like, nope, math is saying the same thing. It's exactly what we're looking at, right? So they were like, what's happening? They're like, you know what's happening? The photon at the same time is in two places at once. And you're seeing them both. They're like, what does that mean? They're like, that means there's two U's. <laughs> I know, right? They, what are you talking about? So they go, they go, okay. Then, then they gave this example, right? Uh, 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 you go, okay. This is completely unethical. We would never do it. Although, no, we would never do it, okay? Uh, so you imagine a cat. So I'm not fans of, but I would never do this. So you imagine a cat, you put a cat in a box with like strychnine, like poison. Then you open the box and the cat is alive and dead. What does that look like? Wait, isn't it when you have the box closed, like you don't know whether it's alive or dead? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The box is closed. You don't know if it's, yeah, you, I skipped a step. You're right. So you don't know if the cat's alive or dead. But then you open it and the cat's alive and dead. So you're like, what does an alive and dead cat look like? What is it, blurry? Like, what is, what is, like, what is that? They're like, we don't know, right? But the cat, the box, you, you're just material, right? You're just, you're just, you're just atoms, right? There's actually, like, there's nothing, it's not like, there's, it's not like there's nothing in between us, right? It's atoms. You're atoms, I'm atoms, this is atoms. Like, so, right? So they're saying, so, the cat's the same. They're just atoms. And atoms respond to each other. Like, you are different because you're in a room with these other people, right? The atoms are different. So they go, okay, well, then let's run the math. And the math would say that uh, I open the box, I see the cat, the cat's alive, I see the cat alive. That would be your equation. Like, it's math, dude. So, right? They go, and it's also true. I open the box, I see the cat, the cat's dead, I see the cat dead. This is what the math is saying. So they're like, the only way for that to work is there has to be two yous. There's you that sees the cat alive, and there's you that sees the cat dead. And all of physics is going. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, that's what's happening. So they were left with this. They were left with this idea, which is my favorite one. Um, help me with this name, physics guy. Uh, huh? Yes, yes, but he's a researcher. It's like somebody, some Ludwig Lichtenstein something, right? Right, Von something. You know when I tell the story. The story is a story of fable. Like, it's like, 
This probably didn't happen. It's too perfect. This story didn't happen. It's too perfect, but it illustrates the point. And the point he was saying is this, is like, he asked one of his students, I always forget the dude's name, but he asked one of the students, hey, why was Copernicus, you know what I say when I say Copernicus, the guy that, you know, you're college students, right? Yeah. So uh, why was that so revolutionary? Why is it so revolutionary that the, the earth rotates around the sun? And the student goes, because it don't look like it. That's not the way it looks. When you look outside, you know what I'm saying? It looked like the sun's moving. That's what it looked like, right? That's why it was so crazy what he said. And then the, the dude goes, that's interesting. Well, what would it look like if it looked like the earth rotated around the sun? You know what the answer is? It would look like outside. That's how it would look because that's what's happening. Right. So you're left with two ideas. You're left with these. You're left with this. You're left with this idea. You either change your physics or you change your philosophy. Right. So changing your physics would be like we just need to rework the math because this is how reality works. Right. And if reality is not working this way, then it's much then we must be the problem. Maybe my numbers are wrong. Right. So you have to re input, keep re inputting, re until it works. The problem was that's what they were doing. And they were like, actually, the numbers are right. You know what I'm saying? So that means now you have to change your philosophy, which means maybe you don't understand reality. Maybe reality is so much more complex than you. You got these rules. That's how physics works. I'm trying to think of this rule that's supposed to explain everything else. But you realize that everything else still don't explain the rest of the universe. The little bit we got only explaining a very small fraction of everything that is. So that means your rule ain't really that good of a rule, right? Because it ain't explaining everything. Does that make sense? So that means I got to rethink what I think is real. Does that make sense? Right? To me, that's the magic. The magic is in that. Maybe it's more complicated than I think. Any of y'all consider yourselves cynical? Anybody like you? Put your hands up like. (laughs) What are you getting at? Dog, you're so cynical, dog. Um, Listen, I I I might be on my own here, but I honestly think cynicism is a gift. I think it's a necessary human emotion. Let me tell you why. Because I think it's very different than being bitter. Because I feel like bitter, that's just, look, that's just the way I think about it. I feel like bitter is more like you're looking backwards all the time. Like, this is what happened to me. And the dwelling is on this stuff that already happened. And I'm, and I'm crippled from moving forward because of these things in the past that are probably rightfully you have every right to be hurt and upset about these things every right to like I'm not the type to be like oh well it's in the past like that's ridiculous okay it's not how trauma works you know what I'm saying right so so uh it's in the past but I think bitter is when that's all you're looking at in my mind cynical is more forward-looking and and it's because of this I think the cynical are a gift because I think we see things because I consider myself a cynic, too. Like we see things as they are, but also what they could be. Right. You've imagined a better future. Right. And you're like, why are we not there? And that's what makes you cynical, because it's just like which we're we're functioning below our pay grade here, guys. Like, what are we? What is this? Right. And then it gives you more frustrating when you're trying to talk to somebody and you could tell they not. They vibration a little lower. You feel me? You just, these just these just become sarcastic. Right. These just these always crack jokes at them. You know what I'm saying? It's just like uh, just essentially like I am every conversation. I'm trolling the person because it's just like I can't even I can't even talk to you about what I want to talk to you about. You know what I'm saying? So you just become this like where it, it can look very similar, being bitter and being cynical. I think it could look very, very similar. Right. But I believe 
that cynicism is imagining a better future, right? So we did this, I did this whole end around thing to get to that, right? The ability to imagine a better future. Now, how do you get there? I feel like that's ultimately, if I, if I think of, let me, let me go into your Bibles for all my Theobrogians out here, right? These guys haven't talked about the Bible yet, okay? Relax, okay? <laughs> Theobrogians, you can use that, right? That's the dude that runs up on you guys. What book you reading, bro? What book you reading? What book you reading? What book you reading? What if I was like, nothing? Like, I feel like that would break homie's heart if I was like, or, or really blow homie's nine. Like, what book are you reading? Be like, the Quran. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I read the, read the Quran. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Or I'm curious. How about I'm just curious? I'm like, a fourth of the world practices this faith. You don't want to read their book? Like, you're not even curious? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just curious. You know? Dog, I be reading books on, like, I got two daughters. I'm lost. Sometimes I'm reading a book on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell my daughter ever. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, I'm, lo- I'm so open to suggestions all the time. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I ain't reading no heavy theology. I'm reading a book on teen girls. You feel me? Like, I had to, I had to learn when she was in elementary school what friends meant to little girls. It meant something different than it mean to me. Apparently, friends is currency if you a third grade girl. That's why you can't, you just because me and you can't have the same dollar, can we? If I got a dollar, that's my dollar. That's not your dollar. That's my dollar. She's my best friend. She can't be your best friend and my best friend at the same time. She's my best friend. And I'm collecting these best friends because this is my currency. Because I was like, why do you care? Like trying to understand why my daughter was so heartbroken. We from LA, so it's like I come to a very multicultural school, like very multicultural space. So her best friend, little Nilu, right? Little Nilu Dollywall, right? She's a little Indian girl. It's like, why are you so mad that Nilu didn't say, what are you talking about? Like, and I'm trying not to talk to my child like that, but I had a lot of work I had to do in my own self. But I was just like, why is she, I don't understand, tell my wife, I don't understand why she's so mad about this. Why do you care where she sits? I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't I don't care. I don't understand why you care. Right. So I had to read a book on it anyway. So. So back to it. So back to it. I so back to imagining a different future. I honestly think if I look at like if I look at like my Old Testament, like prophets, I feel like that was their role. Is this this prophetic imagination? Because you talking about a world that these fools do not live in. You know what I'm saying? You're presenting something that is not real. Like, it's not reality. It's not where we are. But they also had a very good understanding of where, we, where they were. Like, just read it. Like, these fools understood exactly what was... They had no rose-colored glasses about their culture. They knew exactly who they were. But they knew what they could be. Right? So when I think of, uh, when I think of Jesus, I think of the same thing. Like, I think every, I, I, so much, so much. And to me, it's like, if I think of Jesus's imagination, like so much of his work was him going, oh, oh, no, no, them too. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them too. Right. I feel like, I feel like that's that, the, the lady caught in adultery. He was essentially going, no, 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 no. Her too. She's, no, she's, she's part of this. Oh, oh, you think, oh, you think the law was for you? No, no, it's, it's them too, right? Peter faced the same thing, sitting on that, sitting on the rooftop. Nah, homie, them too, right? So it's this amount, I'm amazed, like I kept saying the kingdom, the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like, okay, work, great. But what is it though? Well, the kingdom's like this. Okay, I got you. But like, but what is it though? But like, what, what? Can you just kind of tell us what it is, though? Nah. 
I, look, I mean, you look. Second, you find you could you could find maybe maybe look, maybe you got a maybe you got some verses I've I've missed, but I don't see wherever he says it is. He just keep it giving you these possibilities, the imagination. What could we be? Well, okay. Well, well, let me let me let me let me let me free y'all up for him. He was like, I tell you what the kingdom of God is: righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, word! Thanks. Right? <laughs> Got it. Yo, what? Like, right? What's your plan to save humanity? Well, here's my plan to save humanity. At one point, we were slaves in Egypt. And I killed this sheep and I put it on a doorpost. And then we weren't slaves anymore after traveling the desert for some years. That's how I'm going to save humanity. I'm sorry, what? Prophetic imagination. This is what we could be. I honestly think how we get that idea of who we could be is very tied to who we think we are. And I think how we understand who we are is by origin stories. Um, And that's what I want to challenge y'all about, about telling better origin stories. Right. Can you believe that was all intro? (laughs) Wasn't really. I'm just being sunny. I'm just being funny. Um, but it's, but it's that, how do you get to there without understanding here, how we got here? Now, let me give you some, uh, let me give you an example of that. Um, first tour I ever did, uh, which I'll probably talk a little later tonight at the, the rap show. Um, I'm gonna give y'all a more in-depth version. The other one I'm trying to say in between songs so I can catch breath. Um, but here's really what happened. So the first tour I ever did was, it was all Native American reservations. Right. Absolutely changed my life. 27 of them. I went with this native artist called Red Cloud. Right. Incredible dude. Right. So um, we did 27 reservations. Right. And um, it's like it's something that like I just think every American at some point needs to spend an ample amount of time on a res. Um, I don't know, man. That's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, I think enough time to where you're not a tourist and like, and like no one's like treating you to lunch. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you've been around when no one's offering to buy your food. You know what I'm saying? That's when you've been around long enough. Is that, that kind of makes sense? So I feel like, to, so to me, it's like, I don't know your level of comfortability. Some people can get in and be best friends immediately. You know what I'm saying? Other people are a little more reserved. And, and I want to say, every, and every reservation is not the same. You know what I'm saying? Depending on whether they have gaming, whether there's a bigger, there's a larger tribe near a smaller tribe. Like there's, I mean, it's like they're just as complex and complicated as we are. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to broad brush this whole world. But which was why it was so dope to be on 27 of them, because I got to see so many different expressions. But there was a few things that stuck with me. One was um, uh, Crow Nation. And I'm not going to give you a history lesson on the Crow Nation, but you should at some point. That's like the people that like Little Bighorn and like General Custer's Last Stand and Sitting Bull. Like that's the Crow Nation. Like so do some, some do your Googles. Uh, anyway, um, so I asked him about uh, just a bunch of things because I just wanted to know. But one thing that like our guide was kind of telling us uh, just just about like. I was just so interested in this, that first, like, that first contact with the settlers. Like, help me, like, why, like, just the, the miscommunication of, like, what, like, y'all, like, totally read the moment wrong. Like, both of y'all just, like, read this moment terribly, and it just led to, like, a genocide. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was so interesting to me, like, how this happened. And they said, they said, here, because, look, in our culture, in our culture, we don't believe human beings can own land. Because you didn't make land. How you gonna own something you ain't make, right? They say stuff like, like, do the fish own the ocean? No, like, you know what I'm saying? No, you just in the water. We're just on the land. You know what I'm saying? So I can't own it. It's a gift. It's a gift from creator. Like, they'd say creator like proper noun. 
So it's a gift from creator. Like, you can't own this. We didn't make it, right? We're already sharing it. It's not mine to own. So if someone came and said, hey, I want to buy like 45 acres, they're like, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Like, that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense because you can't own soil, right? So them fools were like, I, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, you, you want to buy this tree? Like, I got this rock, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it don't make sense. They're just like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You can't own land, right? So when you agree to it, and they're just like, I, I mean, I don't know what you mean by that, but you're welcome to, like, have dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're a sojourn. I get it. Like, you, I guess, right? Then you come out the next day, somebody building a house, and you're like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like a chop down like four trees. It's like seven buffalo dead. It's just like, what are you? What are you? You just killed the. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. It was just such a weird like, what do you? So then you ever heard the phrase Indian giver? It's super racist. So racist. But that was the idea because they were like, what do you? You just killed our. You just killed all of our food for the next three years. He just chopped down. What are you doing? No, man, get off our land. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of here. And they're like, oh, wait, what do, you, what do you mean get out of here? We had an agreement. I bought this from you. And they're like, bought what? Like, what do you mean bought? You know what I'm saying? So you're like, so they're like, no, we look here. Here's this piece of paper with these weird scratches on it that you're calling English. Right. That says that you own that rock. This is a mix like that. You know what I'm saying? So you're having this this idea that like humans we don't own soil. Soil's a gift, right? So, so, and it's a gift and we're sharing it whether we like it or not. Because until you learn how to breathe sulfur, this all the land, that's a Mars joke, breathing sulfur, right? So, um, so, and so it's like, so this is, like it or not, it's all we got. It's the only land we have. This is it. It's a gift. So you better take care of it. And if it's a gift from creator, then that means it's sacred. Right. So when you hear phrases like sacred ground, depending on the tribe you're talking about, like this particular tribe, they're going, well, really, all of it's sacred because all of it's a gift. Right. So it's like ultimately all just like just like you guys talk about, like sacred and secular, like. There's really no such thing as secular. Right. If God is all sovereign, then all things are his. So all things are sacred. Follow me. Right. So anyway, uh, so unless you believe there's a part of the universe that God is not sovereign over, in which case. You need to go to a different. You got some theological issues. Anyway, um, so. um, So anyway, so so they're like, we just like all of it's sacred because all of it's a gift. Right. And then they pushed us further. And he was like, but we also believe that, like, you're made of the soil that you come from. Like we like why, like why fight so hard to stay specifically in this place on this continent? It's like because we're made of this. Like I'm made of this soil, right? And then they and then they go, but if the soil is sacred, and the soil is a gift, then that would mean that you are sacred, right? And you are a gift, right? So I see any any of my fellow humankind as sacred gifts, right? Because you're made of sacred soil. So any bloodshed, any 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 tribal wars, any of this, it's all tragic, right? I don't. I don't go into battle thinking I'm going to wipe y'all out. I go into battle understanding that somebody's going to lose a father. Somebody's going to lose a brother. Somebody's going to lose. You know what I'm saying? And like and this is in any bloodshed is a tragedy because all of us are sacred. Right. They use the term earth man. That's the phrase they use. It was like, you know, we we believe in the earth man because we're made of earth. Right. And I thought to myself. What an origin story. And then I tried to dismiss it as some sort of like Native American, ancient tribal tradition. Then I was like, oh, uh, that's actually what my ninth grade science teacher taught me, too, is that I'm just made of soil. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I was like, oh, wait, that's actually pretty accurate. You just kind of knew that before the rest of us. Right. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't even get off the first page of the Bible before kind of God says the same thing that like, yo, you're made of 
the soil, right? So, so think about this. If I start there, if I start with human beings are sacred, right? Already, they're sacred because what they're made of, right? So if I start with human beings are sacred and then I go to because the soil is sacred, right? I think I think very different about possessions, right? My, my, my economics changes, right? Uh, my idea of national borders, they change, right? I'm not saying they disappear, you know, but I'm saying they change. I'm saying you give me an idea of what something could be, right? How I could think about people. Does that make sense? How I could think about my neighbor, right? So if I start with that, my neighbor's a gift. My neighbor's sacred. I'm starting there. Then once I get to a future I'm imagining, right, then that means now I got these ideas, these possibilities of way to think about things. That, then in my mind, what that first does is it, 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 it means that I have no space in my imagination for a scarcity model, right? You know what I mean when I say a scarcity model? Meaning there's only so many resources to go around, right? And I need to secure my resources because the safety of mine is so much more important than the safety of yours. Because there's only so much, right? I just don't, I, I mean, now I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. As a Christian, I just feel like you don't, you don't have the latitude to think that way, right? I mean, I just, I, I, I believe Jesus in the kingdom speaks of abundance and that there is enough, right? There is enough. You, you know what I'm saying? Does it, you following me? So that means I can't, I don't, I, don't, I don't think of it in those terms. And people say, okay, well, if a fire is happening at your house or the house next door, whose kids are you going to go rescue? And I'm like, first of all, I'm not running into a burning house. So there's that. Right. Number one. Right. And number two, you're setting up you're setting up a question that is not fair because you're asking me to put a value on their life versus their life. And I just don't think that way. I don't see people in terms of their value. I see people in terms of their sacredness. So when I think of things that way, I'm just going to I'm going to. Think about the future we have later. But I had to learn how to tell myself a different story, not a story that says I find my identity by some sort of flag, some sort of nationality, some sort of like I can't find I can't start there. Right. I start with sacred. Is that. Is that I mean, is that kind of is that sitting somewhere with you? Right. So I think that like one practice we can have is like. When you start, I don't know what field you're going into. Think about the story you're telling with that field. I don't know about the friendships you have, maybe the careers you have, maybe whatever the case may be. I would wonder, I wonder if you ask yourself, like, man, let me, let me think about the story I'm telling with this, right? I thought about this with my daughter, my older daughter. There's two stories, actually. But one of them was this, was like, as she was starting to get older, like, my daughter's not... She ain't really like boy crazy. Like that's not, that's not her, that's just not her thing. You know what I'm saying? Which praise the Lord, you know what I'm saying? But that's just not her thing. You know what I'm saying? She uh she's still into the like, I mean, she's a freshman in high school, but she's like, boys are dumb. Like, I don't know what to say, dude. They're dumb. Right? And I'm like, I mean, low-key, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know what I'm saying, right? Right? So, like, so as she started getting older, like. You know, before she got to that, like, I remember I'd meet all these other men that would be like, hey, man, you know, you better go get a shotgun, man. You know, daughter's cute, bro. You know, you better go get a shotgun, man. You got to put those boys in, put those boys in place. And I thought about like, OK, first of all, I'm not that dude. Like, if you can't tell, like, I'm I'm just not that guy. And I think that there's other ways to scare boys. <laughs> They're just like overbearing. Like, I'm just not that. I'm just not an alpha. Like, I'm just not like that. I'm I'm much more like I'm going to scare you with kindness. I'm just going to make this kid so uncomfortable because I'm so nice. <laughs> He's like, Is, what's your, how you doing, young man? Here, come on inside. Have a seat. You need something? You, you, you thirsty? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just like, uh, and I'm really just entertaining myself. You know what I'm saying? But, um, 
But, but no, but what I thought to myself was, what is the story I'm telling my daughter if I have to screen every boy that comes in our house? And the story I'm telling her is she has bad judgment. That's the story I'm telling her. I'm telling her, don't trust her instincts. And I have to do all the thinking for you because you don't know what a good man is. That's what I'm telling my daughter, which means I'm telling a story about myself, which is, homie, you failed. You did not teach your daughter how to judge character. So if you got to stand there with a shotgun, that's because you ain't do your job, big dog. You need to teach your daughter how to judge character. You understand what I'm saying? So what is the story I want to tell my daughter? The story I want to tell my daughter is trust your instincts. There's a lot. I keep a lot of good men around you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my homies, a lot of your cousins. You know what I'm saying? So the rule in our house is real simple. You like a boy. Great. Give it a month. Keep it at school. Give it a month. Just stay, stay friends. Give it a month. We'll see what's up at the end of that month. Because I know freshmen, you probably over it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're not over it. okay, word. Introduce him to us. Bring him to everything. Let him come. We going to the beach this weekend. Tell him to come. Hey, your, your god brother got a birthday party. Tell him to come. You know what I'm saying? Pull up. Have dinner with us. You feel me? And I'm like, and then you tell me if he acting weird. You tell me, is he being funny? You understand what I'm saying? If he trying to pull you away from your own family, nudging at you under the table, you tell me. You feel me? I don't know him. You know him. Bring him around your cousins. You understand what I'm saying? Let your cousins meet him. Right. And if your cousins are running up on you like, hey, I don't know about this dude. You feel me? Then look, that's not me telling you what to do. You got a family that loves you. Right. You get in and I trust you. You understand? And I'm like, you tell me, do you find yourself lying to your parents every night? Do you find yourself trying to hide that you talking to him? Is that your character? If that's not your character and you got a boy in your life that's making you be like that, you tell me. I'm not going to tell you. You tell me. Right. Let me tell you something. Ain't nobody made it past two weeks. <laughs> and I never had to kick none of these boys out. I never had to do none of that because I want to tell a story to my daughter. You got good character. You got good judgment. You don't need me to do that for you. I've spent the last 14 years trying to teach you judgment. You understand? You see how I move with your moms. You see how I move with her. Of course, I ain't perfect. You know that. You know what I'm saying? But big homie, like your, your mother walk on water in our house. You feel me? And she ain't always right. <laughs> But yo, this this how we move. I want to teach her that. Right. There was once when she was a little younger. I don't get it. I don't believe in power struggles with children. Because you already lost. I'm a grown man. <laughs> power struggle with you. I pay everything in here. It's already mine. I don't need to be in a power struggle with you. Right. She was like, so our rule is very simple. You get a dessert when you eat your vegetables. I don't I'm not going to fight you. You don't have to eat the vegetables. You just don't get a dessert. That's easy. You want dessert? Eat the vegetables. I'm like, oh, what you want me to? Two plus two is four, baby. This ain't quantum <laughs> physics. That's how it works. So she go, okay, cool. So I grill up these asparagus because I could have sworn she liked asparagus because she told me last week she liked asparagus. So I grilled up these asparagus, right? She walking out. She I was like, all right, dinner's ready, baby. She walk in the room. She goes, hey, uh, thanks, Dad. Do we have any broccoli? <laughs> Now, in case you ain't noticed, I'm black. And there's a few things that you don't tell a black father. You understand what I'm saying? It's very simple in our house. If I put food in front of you, black people, talk to me. You eat what I give you. What kind of question is that? You eat what I give you. Right? So I thought to myself, okay, broccoli is a vegetable. The rule is eat vegetables. Now, I could make her do this because it's my house. I am in power right now. Right. But do I want to teach her? What's the story I want to tell her? The story I want to tell her is I have absolute rule is when a man speaks, you're supposed to. Is that, is that the story I'm trying to tell my daughter right now? 
right? Well, the story I want to tell my daughter is, you understand the system, you're trying to abide by the system, and the question you asked me was rational. It's a rational question. Do we have broccoli? You know those, like, split-second combos in your brain, right? That feel like it was like an hour, but it was like a split second. That's what was happening right then. So I was like, yeah, we have broccoli, right? Now I'm not going to cook it for you, you know what I'm saying? But you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can get up and make it yourself, you know what I'm saying? You have every right to do that. But it was one of those things where it's like, okay, so I make her eat, so I make her eat the asparagus. She mad at me for the rest of the night. You understand what I'm saying? Now it's a whole contentious moment because I'm going to know she mad, but I'm going to feel bad about it. So I'm always going to be like, how you feeling, baby? You good? And I'm, now I'm making it worse because she don't really want to talk to me right now. You understand what I'm saying? But I feel bad about doing it. So I'm trying to be nice to her, but it's because I made the mistake. You understand what I'm saying? So rather than just avoiding all that, being like, I'm, what I need to flex power for? She know I'm daddy. She know this is my house. I need a flex for her. Right? Give it. Give her the power. I know for a fact because I know when I went to go buy my first car, when they told me it was two thousand dollars down, I was like, oh, I don't have two thousand. I just I just left because I thought when power speaks, you supposed to just shut up. I didn't know you could negotiate because, again, if you don't notice, I'm black. We don't negotiate with our parents. That's not how our houses work. You understand what I'm saying? So I had no idea I could tell them, no, you're going to give me this car with no money down. This is what I'm going to pay a month or I'm leaving. Right. And then watch them go. Well, let me go. Let me go talk to you. Right. I didn't know you could do that. I totally didn't know. But I was like, I want my kid to know this. I want you to know that, yeah, there are some things where you're going to hit a brick wall, right? It is what it is. That's just, right? You feel me? But then there are things where it's like, that's a reasonable, that was a reasonable question, right? So in my mind, I'm thinking in all my actions and everything I'm doing and everything I'm saying and every way that I treat the people next to me, I just want to tell a better story about them. And ultimately for me, I'm going to say a lot of that strung back to that one moment on the Crow Reservation where the dude was like, listen, the soil is sacred. and You're made of the soil, so you're sacred, right? And that made all of this, like, Bible understanding of old earth, young earth, like, a lot of that stuff kind of melted away from me where I'm like, I'm not going to fight this fight with you, but I think I finally get the point Genesis was trying to make. I think the point he was trying to make in this is not where the molecules come from, because I don't know if you're not. I don't know if you've really read Genesis. It don't tell us where the molecules come from. They're already there when the story starts. It tells us the molecules have purpose. Right. The molecules have identity and their identity comes from their maker. And I'm like, yo. That's the story I want to tell. Right. So that's that's really like I don't have any like one, two, threes for you to like. So do this, do this, write this note down. I'm not going to end with a poem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But I do want to challenge you to say, hey, listen, my hope for you and for all of y'all is that you're imagining a better future for all of us. Right. But I think the way to do that is to tell a better origin story. So, I mean, I hope you're telling yourselves and the people around you beautiful stories. Feel me? I think that's my time. Wow, that's my time. Yes. Thank you, guys.